Hi, my name's Chris. And I'm Becky. And this is the Marriage Walkers Podcast. Where we walk through the journey of marriage with love, service, and commitment. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 8, Making the House a Home. This week, we are really excited to dive into the topic of communication in regards to your feelings and needs. We've been talking about communication all season, and we've been kind of going with this house analogy. The house analogy, we started with the foundation, which was sharing day-to-day information, telling each other what's going on, where you're going, what you're doing, when you're going to be late, sharing these kinds of things with each other every day to lay a foundation of clear communication. Then we talked about sharing your opinions and sharing your ideas, talking about how to frame your home, right? You've laid the foundation of communication. Now we're framing the rooms. We're designing the floor plan. We're laying out square footage based on our plans for the future. Today, what we're talking about is making the house a home. And if you've ever walked through a house that is empty, that has no furniture, nothing hanging on the wall, no evidence of people living there, it could be the perfect house. It could be the perfect square footage, have just the right number of rooms, be laid out just how you want it, but it doesn't feel like a home. And in your marriage, sharing your feelings and sharing your needs are the pictures on the wall. It's the furniture. It makes it a home. Yeah, when you walk through that empty house, it feels very sterile. It doesn't feel loved or inviting or have any of that comfort that really makes the building into a home. And that's what we're talking about today. It's the, like you said, the pictures on the walls, the throw pillows, the color scheme. It's all those things that make it so individually and perfectly yours and so connected to you and a reflection of you and your family. Absolutely. And today, while we talk about this, we're going to talk about how important it is to share your feelings and needs. We're going to talk about sharing the motivation or intent that you're sharing, whatever feeling or need you're sharing at that time. And then some best practices we've found for how to share and how to respond to your spouse when they're sharing. This is stuff that we've picked up in our marriage. It's stuff that really helps us. We hope it helps you. Let's go ahead and dive in starting with why it is so important to share your feelings and needs. I think the very first thing that came to my mind when we were planning this and talking about it and the importance of sharing feelings and needs is because no one is a mind reader. Your spouse cannot read your mind as much as you wish they could. They don't know what's going on internally, whether it's something that just happened and you're processing or if it's a feeling or a need that's not being met or positive things, they won't know that either. They are the person that knows you the best. So they're going to notice if you're acting a little bit off or if you seem extra happy, but they may not know exactly what is happening internally to make that happen. And you need to be the one to tell them. Absolutely. And sometimes sharing your needs is about things going on in your relationship Sometimes sharing your feelings and needs is about something going on outside your relationship. Either way, you need to let your spouse know. We are not meant to go through things alone. We're meant to go through things together. And we are super fortunate to have a partner 
to go through life with, to pull the plow of life, to share the yoke. So when you're going through something, whether it's good, bad, ugly, you want to let your spouse know. The good things that you're going through, whether it's outside or inside your marriage, you want to share those. If it's outside your marriage and something happens that makes you feel good and you're excited, you want to share that and celebrate it together. It's a win for both of you. If your spouse does something good that makes you feel good, it's important that we reinforce that, that they know, hey, that is a really, really good thing for our marriage. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel valued. It fills a need. When bad things are going on in your life, you really should let your partner know. If it's outside your marriage, you want to let your partner know because you're probably not going to act your best when things make you feel bad or when you're stressed or struggling. The reality is we need to be open to the idea that we're not perfect and we're going to screw up. And when we have bad feelings, we're stressed, we're struggling, it's important to let our spouse know whether that was because of something going on in our marriage or something going on outside of our marriage in our life. And the ugly. We want to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. The ugly are actionable items. These are things that, hey, we have to do something different because we're at that point that it's gone so far, I can't function properly in our marriage or in my life. I need help. And it can be scary to share those ugly things. It's hard to say, I can't do this alone and I need your help. And even if it is the person that you trust and love the most in the world, it can still be difficult. But like we're saying, it's so important to share those things because that is an opportunity for your spouse to be there for you, to help you to celebrate with you if it's a good thing, to listen if it's a bad thing, to put together an action plan if it's one of those ugly things. And giving them that opportunity to serve you is only going to help make your relationship stronger and better and just continue you forward with that plow of life. And I love the way that you said giving them the opportunity to serve you. We get married to love someone. We get married to serve somebody. We get married to be committed to somebody and be committed to a relationship. And a lot of the time we can hold back needs for help because we are stuck in that love service commitment, which is good, but we should still share our needs. We should still share our feelings. We should still share our struggles because your spouse also is to give to the marriage. And if you don't tell them what they can give or what's needed, then they're throwing darts in the dark. They're taking guesses. So you want to share that for your spouse. You want to tell them what's hurting you, what's giving you struggles, so that they know where the bullseye is and where they should throw that dart. And when they hit the bullseye and things feel really good and your marriage is good and you're really feeling loved and fulfilled, you want to let them know that was awesome and I greatly appreciate it so they can replicate it again. It sounds kind of silly to say use positive reinforcement, but that positive reinforcement, that letting them know when they did a great job or when they made you feel loved and valued and fulfilled is really what's going to keep that going. So if you don't tell them, if they're just guessing and they're like, well, I did this and it seemed like it worked really well, but I don't know 
they may not do it again, or they may not do it in a way they might change it because they're not quite certain. But when you tell them that, when you really share that with them, it makes all the difference. Yeah. So to recap why it's so important that we share, we want to share because we want to live in reality. And the reality is our spouse cannot read our minds. The reality is we should celebrate wins together because we are married and we are now one. When things go good or your spouse does something good, you want to let them know. When things go bad, we need to make sure that we're both on the same page of why it was bad. And when something ugly is going on, you're pulling that plow of life together. So let's put that action item, whether it's from your marriage or your work life or whatever's going on, let's put that in front of us. Let's get on the same team and let's work towards making that feeling better or filling the need that's there. Now that we've really established why it's so important, let's talk about what the motivation is for sharing. Why are we bringing this up? Because it's not always the same. So when you're looking to share your feelings or your needs, one of the things that you should really focus on is what you want out of the conversation. Are you doing it because you want to be heard? Are you doing it because you want something to happen? Do you want something to change? Or you want to encourage things to keep continuing the same way that they are? It's really important that you set those expectations at the get-go so that not only do you know what you're trying to convey, but so that your partner also understands what their role in this conversation is. And in very broad strokes, and it's definitely can change person to person and conversation to conversation, but very large general terms, men are communicating these sorts of things because they want something to happen. And many times women are communicating these sorts of things, feelings, needs, because they want to be heard. Yeah, I think that there's kind of a myth out there that men don't talk about their feelings. And in some situations, they don't. But in a lot of situations, men's don't talk about their feelings until they want action taken. And then they share them in the proposal to take action. And women, not always, but a lot of the time, share feelings all the time. Sometimes they want to take action. Sometimes they don't want to take action. Sometimes they just want somebody to hear them. And men can do that too. But when you share with your husband feelings or struggle or stress, a lot of the times they're going to put their Mr. Fix-It hat on and they're going to start swinging the hammer and they're going to start trying to figure out a solution. And so if you just establish at the beginning of the conversation, hey, I just need to say this out loud to somebody. I need somebody to hear it. I'm not looking for advice here. That lets us know, okay, I don't need to fix this. And vice versa, men or women, whoever, if you're having a conversation, sharing your feelings because you want to solve something, say, hey, we need to figure something out. We need to do something different. I need this to be fixed. I need this better. And then share your feelings. Yeah, we've definitely had situations where we don't do it well. And then we've had other situations where we've done it really well. And one thing that I will definitely always credit Chris for is something we've talked about on the podcast before when my dad was really sick and I was really scared and I didn't know what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if he was going to continue on or if he was going to get better or where we were going. 
And I would cry at night and just just have tears running down my face, sharing all these fears and worries and uncertainties with Chris. And he did not try to fix those. The only thing he did was hold me and let me know that no matter what, it was going to be okay and that he was going to still be there for me. So in those moments, I didn't need him to fix anything. I just needed him to listen to me and just be there with me. And that's exactly what he did. And in those moments, our, it was such a terrible, tough time, but it really helped solidify our relationship because I was feeling loved and I was feeling fulfilled in having my emotional needs really met. And I got to say, I super appreciate you bringing that up, but there are plenty of times I've strapped my Mr. Fix-It hat on and tried to swing that hammer. When we talk about action-oriented things, though, I know myself when I was running the family business and things got really stressful and it was really hard and I wanted to do something different, I talked to Becky a lot about how I felt about getting out of that. And those were action-oriented conversations. And a lot of the way that we ended up moving away from that situation didn't exactly come out of those conversations. It was a crazy chain of events that took place. But Becky was always there at the drawing board with me. We were always trying to come up with ideas. We were always talking about different options. She supported me when I went back to school. She supported me when I did other things. And even though I continued to run the business and we didn't have an exact plan there, knowing that she was on my team and knowing that we were at the drawing board together, trying to plan out what the next step was going to be meant the world to me. And it gave me the energy to keep going day in and day out. And so if you explain to your spouse, I'm stressed out because these things are going on at work and I don't want to be doing this and I want to do something else with my life but you don't explain I'm telling you this because I'm trying to come up with a plan. Let's do it together. Then they might just be like, wow, that's really hard. I know work can get stressful. And then you're like, yeah, what are we going to do? And if you share with them your expectation for like, Hey, I, I want help with this, or I want to come up with a plan or I want to make a change. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. This is what I like to do about it. It's a different conversation. And this kind of goes hand in hand with our conversation from last week about ideas. But it's one thing to tell your spouse, I have an idea to change careers. It's another thing to tell your spouse, I'm struggling day in and day out. I can't handle this anymore or I'm unhappy. I need a change in my life. This is my plan. They're going to be more receptive to that plan if they understand where you're coming from. And on the flip side of it saying, hey, I don't want you to fix this. I just need to say this or I just need to get this out is completely acceptable. And it sets your partner up again for success because then they know that they're there to be empathetic and compassionate and understanding and not to put Mr. Fix-It hat on. One thing that we do need to comment on here when we're talking about motivation, we really need to bring up the idea of needs. We're talking a lot about feelings. We've said the word need a few times here. The word need can be abused. And I'm guilty of it. 
I'm sure everybody that's listening to this is guilty of it at some point. There's a difference between a need and a want. Okay. I want to change careers or I need to make a change in my life because I'm struggling because I'm unhappy. And that line is super blurry. So talking to your spouse about your feelings and proposing a need is very, it's a very vulnerable thing. It's important that you do it, but it's also important that, like I said at the beginning, we're setting the reality here. Is it a need or is it a want? And if it is a need, then we need to make sure that that is that ugly conversation of action oriented things. If it's a want, you can still talk about it and you should still talk about it because there still might be a way to make things better. But just knowing the difference going into the conversation is super important. Yeah, it's not just limited to things like career changes or things along those lines, but it's also those emotional needs that you really need to make sure are being fulfilled by your spouse so that you can stay happy and fulfilled in the relationship, whether it's something kind of like the five love languages where you're getting that quality time that you need or you're getting those words of affirmation or acts of service or whatever it is that you really truly need to feel loved because when your love bucket's full, then you can share it, right? Definitely. And when we talk about needs and we talk about filling our love bucket and things like that, or we talk about career changes, we talk about how it's making us stressed. What you really want to think of to differentiate a need from a want is cause and effect. So I'm not getting the quality time that I need, for example, like Becky said. I'm not getting it as the cause. What's the effect? Is it I'm feeling distant from you? That's our feeling. I'm, I don't, we don't have intimacy in our marriage. That's a feeling. And when we have those things going on, we also need to reverse that and recognize when a need is filled. We can't just talk about needs when I need this and I'm not getting it. We need to talk about needs when we are getting it. So, hey, I've been feeling super distant and you made sure to turn off the TV and the phones and sit down and have dinner with me at the table and we talked and I really needed that. And I feel way closer to you now. Cause and effect in the conversation of needs and in the conversation of feeling is super important. And I'd say the other thing too is when you're thinking about the intent of these conversations, they should come from a place of love. So if the intent is, I need to talk to you about a need that's not being fulfilled or something that your spouse in particular is doing that's maybe bringing in a challenge or stress, something along those lines, just like we say outside of your marriage applies inside of your marriage. Do not bash your spouse. It's not going to help. It's going to cause conflict. It's going to cause hurt feelings. And it's not going to get you where you want to go. You're not putting the problem in front of you. You're putting the problem between you. So make sure that if it is one of those sensitive topics where, for example, if I feel like you're ignoring me or if I feel like we're not getting enough time together, I'm not presenting it in a way of, well, you don't spend enough time with me because you obviously don't care about me. That's not going to go a very good place. 
However, if I was to say, I feel like we've been lacking quality time and I feel that I I need more of that because I want to be with you and I really want to have that moment with you. Can we do something about it is a very different way to approach it. Absolutely. And that applies to your relationship with your spouse. It also applies to things outside of your relationship. So something that goes on in society a lot today, and we're all guilty of it at some time or another, is negativity is just contagious. So talking bad about whether it's your spouse or your family member or your boss or your friend, let's reel that in. What we want to do with these conversations when we share our feelings and needs, we want to share our position and we want to set reality. So reality is whatever happened, happened. Talk about facts and things that took place, not how you perceive them or what you think their motivations were or anything like that. Just lay out, this is what happened. And when that happened, I felt like this. Maybe that, maybe that feeling you have is I felt that this was their motivation but don't put people down. Don't try to push others down to lift yourself up. Just put out there what took place, put out there where you're at with it. And then if it's something you just need to get off your chest, like something that's just bothering you and you just need to talk about it, cool, put it out there in the world, talk about it, make sure that when your spouse shares those things that they feel understood. But if it's something you're looking for action on, put it out there and then take a second to get to the drawing board as a couple. And one thing that's really important when you are facing these challenges together, whether it's in your relationship or outside of it and something that you guys are going to work towards is that you really make sure that your partner knows, like he was saying, the facts that it's not just, I feel like this and I feel attacked and da, 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 da. Okay. But what's actually happening so that we have something to truly address and then change. When you look at actions, it's really hard when it's based on feelings to remember the only people we can control is ourselves. So when you're talking about taking action to solve something, you can only control yourself So whether that's something that is going on outside your marriage and you're talking to your spouse about it and you come up with a plan and the things you can do to fix it, or if it's something that's going on between you and your spouse and you're taking that problem from between you, putting it in front of you to work on together, you need to make sure that your plan is your own actions, right? And when we talk about feelings, it can be really hard to remember that. It can be really hard to remember I can only control what I can do and not try to manipulate or change what other people's do. That's not something that we can do. It's not something that we're going to accomplish. It's just going to make you frustrated and make you feel worse. But when your spouse brings these things to you, you want to make sure that you're hearing the right thing. So whether it's motivation or whether it's the way they feel or whether it's what they need, you want to make sure that you reflect that. You want to recap it back to your spouse. You want to put it in your own words and say it back to them so that you're making sure what you understood was what was there. It's going to make them feel heard 
it's also going to put you on the same page to move forward together. Yeah. So that's a little thing called, it's part of active listening, which we talked about way at the beginning of this season. So if you need a little refresher, please feel free to go back to that episode. But this is, this is part of that and it's called reflective listening. So you're reflecting back what you've just heard. And one of the reasons that's so important when you're having especially feelings and needs conversations is because you really want to make sure that you're understanding what your spouse is telling you. So if this is something, especially when it has an action oriented intent, you want to make sure that you understand exactly what they're saying. You want to make sure that when you say it back to them, they are nodding and saying, yes, this is what I said. And if it's not, if you've misinterpreted or misunderstood something, or maybe you missed a key part of it, that gives them the opportunity to say, hey, while that's most of it, there's also this part of it. And it gives that conversation the wheels to kind of keep moving forward and making sure that you really truly are on the same page. So kind of going back to the house, you want to make sure that you're not painting one of the walls orange and one of the walls green. It's going to drive you a little bit crazy. And when it comes to that, I really want to point out to when you're talking about feelings and needs, there's a phrase when somebody gets frustrated that you'll hear. And it's super common in a lot of conversations where it comes to feelings and needs. But if your spouse ever says, just forget about it, stop, don't forget about it. That is never a good thing. We all do it. I've done it. Becky's done it. But when you say, just forget about it, that is telling your spouse, or if somebody says that to you, they don't feel heard and understood. They feel like you don't get it. And they feel like it's a lost cause to have that conversation. And that's where we need to be humble enough to say, okay, I messed up. What did I do wrong? What are, let's, let's talk about this. How can I hear you better? Well, I obviously wasn't active listening correctly. I obviously wasn't reflecting what I heard. So it's really important that you do reflect and recap so that you're confirming what you've heard is what they've said. And if they ever say, just forget about it, that phrase right there, you want to take a pause. We also want to make sure that when we're the one delivering and sharing, we're using I and me statements. We're not using he or you or anything like that. We want to avoid the always, the never, the absolutes. These are the kinds of things that are going to get you in trouble, especially on the topic of feelings and needs where emotions are high. Yeah, I am very guilty of the just forget about it. And it's not always Chris's fault in terms of receiving that. Sometimes it's because I'm frustrated with myself that I don't seem to be able to articulate what I'm needing or what I'm feeling. And it's taken us a while to get to this point of saying, if either one of us says, just forget about it being like, no, no, no. Let's take a breath. This is what I heard. Is this correct? And being able to take those conversations from that point of like, just, I don't want to do this anymore frustration to let's keep working on it. And this is where it gets really difficult to have these conversations because 
Sometimes we got to give some grace. Sometimes we got to give some tough love. And those are not easy things to do. And being honest with ourselves, being honest with our spouse of our humanity, of our mistakes, of our struggles, of our emotions, it sends you down a path where you can have some really beautiful things happen and it can bring you closer and you can experience better intimacy. It also takes you down a path that is a little difficult at the time. That trail gets a little steep at some moments. So knowing that and being aware of it, there's some things you can do to really set yourself up for success, making sure you're coming from a place of love, service, and commitment. Make sure even when you're giving tough love, that it is that, it's tough love. Sometimes Becky's got to call me on my mistakes and on my actions and on my frustrations that I'm out of line, but she always does it from a place of love. She doesn't ever call me names or tell me I'm being stupid. It's always, hey, I think you might be a little bit off track here and I understand you're frustrated, but let's talk about this. That's how you really need to come to these things. And if you can do that together, you're really going to have way more success. You're going to have way closer intimacy. You're going to have way less fights. That problem is going to be in front of you. It's not going to be between you. Yeah. It's really that feeling of acceptance and understanding and giving your spouse that reassurance that you are there, you are listening and you are actively participating in this conversation, how they have asked you. Keep in mind those expectations that we talked about, whether it's action oriented or just listening and giving them those responses, giving them a response out of a place of love, service and commitment is only going to keep moving your relationship further. It's going to put those final details in on each room and make it really that comforting, wonderful place that you want to spend time with. Definitely. One thing I would encourage everybody to do when they share something that is giving them either good feelings or fulfilling a need, or they're sharing something that's giving them bad feelings or sharing a need that they don't feel is fulfilled. I would encourage you to ask your spouse, Hey, now that I've said this and I've gotten it off my chest, how does that make you feel? Because we often forget we, we are two individuals that when we get married, we're supposed to become one. We're supposed to work together. We're supposed to move through this life together. So if you're feeling something, your spouse is feeling something. And are you feeling the same thing? It's important to know. And it's okay if you're not. But if you're unaware of what your spouse is feeling or your spouse's position and you start to make assumptions, it's going to make things really hard. So when they do something that makes you feel really good and you're like, hey, I really appreciate that. That makes me feel really good. If they don't give you any feedback on that, you'd be like, hey, when I told you I really that really helped me, how did that make you feel? Like, where are you at with that? It seems silly, but if you can lay it all out there on the table where you can everybody can see all the pieces, it makes the game way more fun. And that's kind of one of the things that a lot of people forget about in these sorts of conversations is you're allowed to have fun with this. You're allowed to have fun when you talk about your feelings and when you talk about your needs. 
it's okay to laugh with your spouse and have a good time. It is way more than okay. It is part of the design. It's part of why we're married is to enjoy this together. Even, even the tough stuff that we talk about, we can have fun with it. We can laugh about it. We can joke about it. And when you share these things and get them off your chest to somebody that, that is listening, that cares, that reflects what you're saying, it brings you so much joy and acceptance and love. As we're married and we spend time together, it can be really hard to remember to talk about these things between stuff going on with the kids and stuff going on with work. And, oh, I got to make sure the bills are paid and I got to make sure that the grocery shopping is done and I got to make sure all these things are happening. We want to encourage you to make sure to intentionally talk this week about your feelings. And something I ask my spouse all the time, how are you doing? And when I say, how are you doing? Sometimes I get a surface level like, oh, I'm good. And I'm like, you're good? What's going on? What's, what are you feeling? What's in your mind? What's stressing you out? What's not stressing you out? Ask those questions. And if you're really having trouble, there's some things you can do to work on it. When I get the, oh, I'm good, I'll go, how are you actually doing? For one. And for two, I know I've talked about this before, and I am kind of a nerd about it, but I love those conversation card packs. We have a couple, we've posted about a couple that we've either used or given away as gifts. And it's an easy way if you're struggling to have the conversations, the deeper conversations, a lot of these couples conversation cards can kind of open those doors a little bit and get you more comfortable with sharing things and then help you build up to sharing like the deeper stuff, the big stuff, the good stuff, the scary stuff. When you do start sharing that stuff on a regular basis and you become closer, the more you share it, the more you want to share it. So if you're having trouble being able to talk about where you're at and how you're feeling, just take the first step. And I know that that sounds corny or it sounds like a Hallmark card, but it's the truth. Take the first step. And then when your spouse responds, it'll bring you to the next step and the next step and the next step. And before you know it, you're off and running. So I hope this conversation was helpful to y'all. If you've struggled to share your feelings, tell us about it. Hit us up on social media. Write us an email at marriagewalkers at gmail.com. We would love to hear about what's going on in your marriage communication-wise, how you're communicating your feelings, any kind of struggles you have or are having. We want to hear about that, and we definitely want to build a community that's working on this together. Absolutely. And just for funsies, I'm going to give you guys... I'm going to give you guys two questions from one of my favorite conversation card packs to kind of open the door a little bit to sharing. And then hopefully that'll get you guys to the feelings and needs. So one, what aspect of your life are you the most confident about? And the second, what situations make you anxious? So start there, confidence, anxiety, 
And then those are going to be perfect to kind of start rolling into those feelings, to those needs with your spouse. And we are continuing to work on our social media presence. So tune in on It Takes Two Tuesday, where we're going to answer those questions for ourselves. We really appreciate you all tuning in. We appreciate all the emails and messages that we get. We appreciate the people that reach out to us in person and on the phone. Continue to do that. And if you haven't been doing it, but you've got something to share, please reach out. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Don't choose you. Every chance that I take, you'll never be sick.